This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and you can tell from my voice that I am super excited to introduce to our global audience today. This is Andrew Anastasiou and I actually met Andrew in 2021 when I had the enormous privilege of being a judge for the Recruiter magazine and Andrew was one of the applicants and one of the amazing people that we interviewed for the auspicious recruitment leader of the year and one of the reasons I wanted to invite him on today is because he actually won that amazing accolade. We then met in London in September October 2021 and I couldn't have parted with anybody better that night. So to our amazing audience this is Andrew. He's the MD of Pertemps Professional Recruitment Company. He's obviously agency recruitment leader of the year 2021 and he's also the board director for Network Group Holdings. I hope I've covered everything there, but welcome to you today, Andrew. You have certainly, you certainly have, Alicia. So thank you very much for inviting me onto your wonderful podcast. I'm very excited to be here. And it was a fantastic night, the night that we won the award. It was a terrific night. And it was lovely to see you there, smiling, supporting me and hugging me. It was a great, great night. Still can't believe it. It was just one of the best nights ever. It was. And, and one of the one of the most warming things about that was that you were literally surrounded by your team who, if they could have lift, physically lifted you and raised you. But I think that I think it's really important before we kick off with our actual episode topic that to contextualize the amount of cynicism around recruitment awards which until I became a judge you know maybe I was I don't say I was party to it and I've certainly spoken to Dee Dee Doak about this many times off camera in that the amount of effort that goes into a submission for any recruitment award and then the way that they're judged it truly is impartial there is no money no money's exchanged for any award absolutely none for me yeah the amount of effort that goes into those submissions is phenomenal. It must take weeks to, to compile the information. And, you know, we, it really is a, a, a true privilege for, for me to be part of that. And to interview, you know, people like yourself and listen to the genuine humility of your peer group and this amazing cohort of leaders. But you were, without a shadow of a doubt, the, the winner and the leader. So I think it's really important that we put some context around that. And, you know, for our right. global audience who are, you know, a lot of them are leaders like you doing the best they can. But there's a lot of, you know, people coming into the industry, a lot of trainees, but also a lot of recruiters doing the day job. So bear in mind that's our audience. I want to sort of during your recruitment journey, you know, talk to us a little bit about what do you think your key milestones have been that actually ended up at that point of you becoming recruitment leader of the year? Wow. Yeah. 
Um, well, like you said, the the actual application was incredible to go through. And then meeting you all, and I think six or seven of you on the panel, was quite daunting. And it was obviously uh, an exciting time, though. But I felt really comfortable. You made me feel comfortable, which which was fantastic. And it gave me the opportunity to talk about my journey and to talk about what my leadership is about, and to really showcase my business and the people around me, which as you said, were incredibly supportive, not only in the application process, but constantly throughout the journey in terms of waiting for the results to come out and subsequently the night, which was just like we said, unbelievable. But you know what? Um, my journey has been a long one. I've been in recruitment for a very, very long time, as you know, and uh, you know, I'd worked in a number of key businesses, a number of very large organizations, corporate organizations, you know, um, where I felt quite restricted at times I felt that there was a lot more I could give and a key I guess milestone as you so put it was really that point where I decided it was time for me to run my own business you know I'd been MD of this large organization of like two or three large organizations and then suddenly I had this opportunity to work in partnership with Pertemps and to really build what I felt would be hopefully the best recruitment agency ever. We all believe that as recruitment leaders. And, uh, and for me to actually be given that opportunity and actually taking that chance, being brave. You know, I talk about being brave and being courageous is hugely important. So I was brave enough and courageous enough to say, right, I am gonna do this. I do believe in myself and the team I have around myself to actually start this business. So that is undoubtedly a major key milestone. And then to sort of push it forward once we'd made that decision, another key point was really, as we traveled through that journey, we were then three years old. We'd been through a lot of ups and downs as all new businesses and startups do, but we'd come out the other end. And so much so, I was so keen to add to our business, not only in terms of being organic, in our growth, but through acquisition. So we took the real bold move. And I reckon that second key milestone is really when we decided to buy an education business to add to our social care business. And in doing so, um, it was a challenge, the integration, the cultural change, the cultural fits and how that works. And, you know, believing in our ethos, understanding their ethos and making it work, um, you know, and with all good leaders and hopefully what we did was to make that work and we've successfully integrated that business into ours and uh, added it into the group and uh, we continue to grow from that point. And I guess the third kind of final point was actually the accolade of, of having Pertemp say, it's time for you to join our network board. Uh, we'd, been, we'd been only around for, I think three and a half, four years when I got invited to the board. Now, that was, that, was, uh, that was amazing for me and for my team. I always talk about my team because I can't do this on my own. It's my team around me that gives me the opportunity and the privilege to actually sit here with you today to actually talk about our business because I can't do it on my own. I have a fantastic team that sits behind me that helps me to get into these positions. And with that, I was invited onto the board and that, and that position actually allowed me to help, you know, structure uh, a strategy within a really massive group. Uh, and it kind of gone full circle in terms of me wanting to be away from the corporate world 
and into a very large organization's board. But Pertemps is a family. It's owned and run by a, a, a man who says that we're all part of his family. And that inclusiveness is so important, which you don't really get as part of that bigger corporate world. You know, a decision is made and you have to wait for that decision to go to the next manager, then the next manager, then the next manager. And then eventually it comes back down. By then it's about four months too late. And <laughs> again, you've lost the Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I love that. I love that opportunity so I can escape that. So those three key points, I, you know, are really, really important. I think have, have helped escape our journey really, not only for myself, but for my business. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to pick up on, on that, I think for you to allow, to, to be able to achieve the third milestone, that was because of how accomplished you were at the first two milestones. And there's no question that, you know, you have got a natural sort of propensity to be inclusive. And that really came out in our interview with you for the Recruitment Leader of the Year. And I vividly remember us all saying, you know, you're, a lot of leaders talk about being inclusive and you know bringing people through the ranks that diverse and everything but you are a living breathing example of someone uh -huh. that's only done that but you've done that within your business and I think the other thing to, I want to come back to the acquisition thing because it's not something that we've necessarily prepared to talk about I think it's really important topic to talk about but just talking about you know you as a leader I love the fact that it's never about you it's about us it's we it's team and I think that the language that you use as a leader generally speaking to our whole audience is what will define you as a leader because actually it is if you're saying all the time it's I think we should do this I want us to do this and I don't think at any point so far you've said I I think it's all been yeah. we, we and us. Well, I, I, absolutely I've got a fantastic senior leadership team um, who really are responsive and I, they have an absolute voice, an equal voice with me. I sit there and say, okay, I'm an MD. There's just another title. You're all directors. So there's four of us in that senior leadership team and everyone has an equal voice. And I don't ever sit there and say, we're going to do it and I don't care and I get up and I walk away. I've seen that happen far too many times, Leisha, and it drives me insane. And when we, when we, when we put together our business and we said, this is what we want to do, this is how we want to be, this is our core values, yeah, in terms of our business, we're all part of that. We built that together. So, you know what, you should have the other three on this show with me. We should all be sitting together and talking to you because... Because I'm one of, of three others, you know, so I'm only 25% of that senior leadership team. And I think for me, you know, that's what gives us our diversity and our opportunity really in many ways to expand the way that we have, to grow in the, in the way that we have and the speed in which we've done it. You know, we won prior to we, me winning uh, the um, uh, agency leader of the year. Just a few weeks earlier, Lisa, we won business of the year, the Pertemps business of the year. And it was lovely to have won that, to be again rewarded with that. We were, we had won uh, by, you know, delivering the highest EBITDA of the network group. And that, that business was only three years old. That's never been heard of. We've been going for 60 years. And there was us, little old us, coming together so I asked Jackie, Jackie Waitley, who is my director of social care, to actually go and accept the award. Shouldn't be me. It was. Yeah, it was. It shows so much respect. It's this level of 
absolute camaraderie and you know physically me I think I met quite a few of them that night and that, that it yeah. was genuinely you you wouldn't have known who the MD was if it wasn't you being up on that stage you all just seemed to be cohesive and I think again there's a lot to be said for this lack of status symbol or you know this is where I am and I think it's very you know you're quite humble really in that way I do want to come back to this acquisition um question mm-hmm. though because the fact that you did it and you've described what must have been an exceptionally complex legal, cultural, you know, I guess just from a logistics point of view, you know, in yeah. data and all that, it sounds like a minefield. And actually, I'm fully aware because I have been, you know, engaged with mergers and acquisitions. And I'm very aware that this is how a lot of businesses have grown. And I consider this to be absolutely where the market will go as going forward. So for those leaders who are maybe thinking about either acquiring, merging, or potentially being acquired, do you have any sort of, and I know we haven't prepared for this, but have you got any sort of advice for anyone that's going through any element of the journey? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the Recruitment Operating System. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Absolutely. Do your due diligence and do it very, very carefully. Absolutely turn every stone. And also your target acquisition has to be something that you know about. The fortunate thing around my acquisition and why I chose that particular acquisition, and you'll understand, is that I initially trained as a secondary school teacher many, many, many moons ago. So I've worked as a teacher and I worked for seven years before I finally, you know, hung up those boots and then moved into recruitment. And, you know, my my journey into recruitment was because I became a supply teacher having left education, went and worked in New York for two years, came back. My mum said to me, what are you going to do now? And I said, oh, just go and do some teaching again. And uh, went to the local uh, uh, comprehensive school down the road. And they said, no, no, we don't do that anymore. It's an agency. I said, well, what, an agency? Ended up at an agency. Uh, they interviewed me to become a supply teacher, to be obviously a contractor. The next thing I know is having done a few days supply work, they called me back and said, you'll be brilliant as a recruitment consultant. I said, what? what's that? And said, this is what we do. And that was the start of it. So I then thought to myself, right, let me go and buy something that I know really, really well. So buying an education agency and understanding what they have to do, having worked in it for a number of years, I thought was the perfect target. But doing my due diligence, understanding culturally what they're about, knowing what their journey has been and what their aspirations are was all really critical. And does that actually sit in line with what your business is actually doing? 
Like I talked a little bit earlier about our values and the way on our journey was going, what was theirs and does that sit parallel and can we see that synergy? So I think the best advice I could possibly give is to anyone is know your target, yeah? Understand your target, spend time with the target. Don't rush into it really. And actually, if you can possibly go and view the target in action and talk to the senior leadership team because they are the heart and soul of that business. And if that personality, doesn't matter how brilliant that business is, doesn't match with who you are, because I always recruit people. That's really important. I recruit people, yeah, that actually want to work in that same environment. There's no point saying, I'm going to go and buy this business because they're absolutely brilliant. They could be an absolutely awful senior leadership team and could destroy everything that you've built. Yeah, no, it's really good. And actually, if you are a, a potential target for an acquisition, you can still reverse this um, advice, Andrew. You know, do your due diligence. Do you want to be incorporated into this company value state scheme? Are your people going to be looked after? Because ultimately, it's all about people, isn't it? I think that's really it is. great advice. Yeah, well, we're people's business, Alicia. This is what we're at. We buy and sell people. This is our commodity. This is what we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? People are very weird, aren't they? <laughs> We're all very strange, aren't we, in many ways. But that's the beauty of actually working in a people business. That's why I chose it. I chose it because of who I am. My team chose it because of who they are. And together, we love working with people. We do, and it's great. And I just want to applaud that very astute, intuitive recruiter that spotted the future recruiter of Andrew. As a, and actually, do you know, it's interesting. I think teaching is an amazing background for recruitment. I have placed many ex-teachers and they've gone on to become exceptional recruiters because it's all about communication. It's all about understanding. Yeah. Communication, about- organisation, you know, being able to, to actually think on your feet. <laughs> I've Be been persuasive. in several... Be persuasive. You have to persuade a nine-year-old to go and do the facts. You have to persuade a 15-year-old to get off the phone and do some physics, whatever it is. I tell you what, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you, you try teaching the class on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. That's the challenge. You try and motivate a class that wants to basically, it's the weekend, sir. What are we, we're not doing anything today, are we, sir? You know, it's, it's challenging and you have to just pull out everything that you possibly can and be as prepared as you possibly can to be as engaging as you possibly can to see those children through. To, to get them to, to 10 to 4 and say, thank God the bell has gone. They can go home. Whoa, it's the weekend. Oh, such a you're right. They... Amazing career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hats off to all the teachers, especially having worked through a pandemic. So yes, what do you think? Indeed. You're clearly an amazing, natural-born leader. There's no question about it. <laughs> and I think... It's so important as we think about our industry and hiring talent for our industry, definitely make a note there, go and hire some teachers, no question, if they want to be recruited, obviously. What do you think as we look at future leaders to either go through succession planning of people we've currently got in our business or attracting new people in, what are the key things we're looking for from a behaviour point of view, skills, attributes, what do you think makes a good leader? Okay. So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, 
finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID, and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. You know what, being a good motivator, we talked about motivation, you talked about the way that I am, but absolutely motivation is key. Uh, you know, I think about my three, my, my three, uh, you know, senior leaders that I have, they're all very key motivators and they've got really the ear of everyone that they have behind them. Uh, they're incredibly agile in the way that they respond to situations. And as a senior leadership team, that's really important. I think being able to listen, you know, and the one, one big thing I'm going to say, which I really love, is actually listening to your younger self. Ooh. We all listen to our younger self. When you're in a situation of a leadership position and you're dealing, particularly when you get to our age, you know, when we're, we've been established for a long time and we've been in recruitment for a while, right? And you're dealing with 22, 23, 24-year-olds, people have just graduated or people up to their 30s, right? You need to get into their shoes. So by able to do that, to understand that, to be a good leader, you've got to go, right, what was Andrew like when he was 22? What was Andrew like when he was 23? How would I have been able to respond to Andrew when he was 21, 22, 23? Get into your younger shoes. Put your mindset into that space, and then you'll be able to understand what they want. You know, a culture of Zoomers that we've got today and the way things are happening, you know, the way technology is working, it's really important. So, you know, being a future leader and creating that succession plan is about listening. It's about it's about being able to, you know, be diverse in your thinking, is to be able to be a motivator, to be agile, to be able to be vulnerable, because you know what being vulnerable actually illustrates to everyone that we're all bloody human too. I you know? I have to pick up on this last point with you because your level of vulnerability during that interview because it, it really did resonate with all of us but actually having to get I've got to know you obviously offline as well since I think it is one of the key things that sets you apart as a leader being open and honest about mistakes yeah. you've made your personal life experiences because what you're showing to your team and your senior leadership team and you know however many people that you have working with you is that actually you are a real human but this they will look at you and see how you deal with it 
yeah. And that's yeah. Yeah. vulnerability then show true strength. You know, maybe not. Maybe there's something that hits you where you think, actually, this is really hard. You know, during the pandemic, this was really hard as a leader to get totally. motivated every day. So, and I think yeah. actually you talk about, you know, talking to the younger Andrews, you were talking to the younger Leisha, you know, the, this, the younger age group that are coming through, they, they are all those things that we probably were, you know, you're, you're hungry, you're excited, and you probably think you know it all a little bit. But actually, they're in a very different world because of this. Because yeah, got, their whole world is shrouded in technology. They don't do anything without checking it out first. They're, they're, all, they're all detectives. I mean, you know, there isn't anything. Any you talk about due diligence, my God, you know, just give it to a, a Gen Z because they will find out everything that you need to know. Um, sure. So it's, it's. I think it's so important. You use the word agile as a leader to ensure that if you're bringing people through your business, you are agile to what they need. By being empathetic, that's what you're talking about, empathy, stepping yes. into what do they need from me? So what about, you know, how open do you think you should be about communication? Do you have like forums? Do people come, is it an open door policy when it comes to ideas? I mean, that kind of. Oh, absolutely. I don't know it all. And that's part of the vulnerability. That's part of the authenticity of a leader, really. And if you sit around and you say you know it all, then you've lost your team. And the moment you actually say, do you understand who I am? You've lost your team. You know, so you do have an open policy. Yeah. The forum is always there. I walk the floor all the time. I love sitting on the floor. I love listening to it. I'm never going to stop being a recruiter. And if I can, I grab a phone as well. You've got to do that. So, yeah, people have got, I think, my approachability, me, me being able to say who I am gives everybody the right to approach me. Yeah. I never say, why aren't you talking to your managers? Your managers can talk to me about your idea. So yeah, keep that openness that you have, make sure that, that you are approachable as a leader, and then you can understand what individuals want and they can actually add value. And like I said, we don't know it all. So someone might have a great idea. You just go, wow, what a brilliant idea. And then us and our team, you know, my senior leadership team can then take that and go, that's it. From an acorn grows an oak tree. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, we're currently going through quite a lot of change in ourselves. You know, we're a grown up business now. We're five years old, you know, and we're looking to see how we're going to diversify with our business. And we're looking to people within the, the, our group and saying, what do you think we should be doing next? How do you think we should be diversifying? What vertical market should we be looking at? You know, and growing the business. We're never content. And I think that's not just from us as senior leaders. That's for my, my staff as well. They want more. They want to be in a better building. They want to have that opportunity to be in a really nice part of town. They want to be able to enjoy that work-life balance that everyone is now talking about. And what was really, really funny, actually, and Jackie will probably laugh at this when she listens to this, is that prior to lockdown, Jackie introduced the idea of a four-day week. Wow. And she said, I think we need to be one of the first businesses to go four-day week. And I said, wow, recruitment company, four-day week. Are you sure? And she says, Andrew, this is the way we should go. I think about six weeks, eight weeks later, pandemic hit and bang. Now, look where we are. Now I've got people, you know, they're working five days, but they're actually working three or four days at home or two days at home, depending on what they want to do. And, you know, some people are in the office. It's just that flexibility yeah. that we talked a little, about a little bit earlier is also is also evident there so an interesting time for us it is fluidity flexibility i like the fact i've got you know the fact that you're never really content 
because that's not suggesting you're not appreciating or have gratitude for what you've got but you as a business and your mindset I can see you are a naturally very energetic person mm-hmm. somebody that I imagine illuminates you know <laughs> are always going to see the good I think you're just a naturally positive person but I think that comment shows you're a realist and that as a business owner that's clearly why you've you know won internal accolades as well as external accolades and been so hugely successful on EBITDA and, and top line sales because you never can yeah. We're never content. That might be the name of the podcast. We're never content. But actually, you are, and your people clearly are, which is why you've got such strong people around you. I think it's, it's actually everything you're saying is really it can transcend into any sector, not just recruitment. I think this is absolutely about people management, isn't it? Absolutely. It it is. It totally is. You know, our business is not unique in any shape or form. What we're doing is what we're talking about is actually, you know, what everyone should be doing. All leaders should be doing this. You know, Uh, there are things happening in the news today, as you know, which are hugely disappointing. And I I won't talk about it because it's frustrated me really greatly around what's happened with a particular footballer today. But uh, but I think, you know, leaders of that particular club acted inappropriately and didn't take the right decision. You know what? All decisions are not easy. Sometimes we have to take those hard decisions and stand by our convictions. And as you know, as part of that senior leadership team that I am, all four of us stand up and we're all counted. We really are. And we stand by that. And I think it's really important because that shows strength to people because those young individuals who are growing who want to become future leaders has got to see that strength they want to be in a business that they feel is being loved and looked after and that their leaders are strong and are making the right decisions totally well that's you know people talk about values and they talk about integrity and having courage of conviction you can mm. say all these things till you're blue in the face, but it's the actions that you take as a leader. Totally. You know, this applies to anybody. That totally. will measure you on. I'm not saying judge, but will measure you on. Um, and actually, that's what will future-proof anybody to have a successful career, which is clearly why you're just somebody that we, you know, you're brave, you're bold, you're so <laughs> funny, you're, but you're very <laughs> humble and human. And I can see why you're so successful. And it's just been wonderful that you've joined us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thanks again. Take care.